Lineup. Lineup. Locked. Locked. Where every day is Sunday. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Are you ready for some football? Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank and find us on Facebook and YouTube. Now, get ready. Ready? And lock it in. It is that time. Time to lock it in. Welcome to week 11. This episode is dedicated to all our peeps out there who are 3 and 7, 4 and 6, 5 and 5, and they absolutely need that W or their seasons are likely over. We are here for you this episode. The whole gang is here on this episode of Lineup Locked, which is a creator rank podcast. I am Zach, your host, with my player 2, 3, and 4, Chris Temple, Matt Reller, and Lee. Gentlemen, what's up, everybody? How we doing? How we doing this evening? We're doing okay because everybody else is not talking. So, all right, yeah, good. I'll be the talker today. You know, it's been a long day. You know, it's, it's time for some sports. Day, Chris. Uh, zero days, Matt. Zero days. <laughs> uh, ask my wife. For our listeners, just to let you know, uh, this is a little bit different. We had a little bit of time constraints, but we felt this is a big make or break week for our fantasy listeners. So we decided to make it happen on Thursday. So we're actually will not be covering uh, Thursday night football uh, this week since it's going to be uploaded this podcast right when the game starts. And it's the Isle of Misfit Toys, anyways. And like I said pre-pod, yes, tonight's game is the Isle of Misfit Draft Day bust, with the exception of Chubb. So Chubb, literally, if you have Chubb, you probably literally have a Chubb. Or whatever the equivalent to the female chub is. I'm usually or equal chub. equal opportunity. I'm usually full chub twenty four seven. So this is a create well, this is a create more like a half chub Yeah. This is a creator rank podcast. So please give us a follow, give us a website checkout. Uh, so much good stuff that we're all tweeting at all times. I know that uh, Alex, who is our boss man, has always got some good stuff on target share, air yards. Uh, good stuff that kind of helps make you want to lead uh, your way to uh, victories and kind of getting ahead of the competition a little bit. So you can follow me as well on the Twitter at TickMozak. Lee, tell the people what your Twitter is, please, kind sir. I'm at Dynasty Dingo. And Matt Reller, what is yours, kind sir? You just said it. It's at Matt Reller, M-A-T-T-R-E-L-L-E-R. Make sure you put that P-H-A-T in front of it. Yes. <laughs> Pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> and uh, Chris, what is yours? Mine is at ctemp03 because I am the boss from the south. All right, cool. I, that made literally zero sense, actually, but that's okay. It's been one of those days, man. We're just gonna gotta go with How it. How does 03 mean boss from the south? That doesn't mean anything. I'm just, I'm just, I, don't even, I don't even get it. Random words were coming out okay. of my mouth. I'm okay. spilling space and Re- time. All right, let's redo. Let's redo. I'm just kidding. We're good. All right, so it's week 11, and we're going to have a little fun. Uh, we want our listeners to, to have a good time because, you know, being if you're losing right now, winning, whatever it is, it's, it's a stressful time of the year. You're trying to get – maybe your league has a first-round bye if you're the top-seeded team. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios that are going on, and there are fantasy-relevant people and situations that are happening. So we're going to do our darndest to give the best advice possible on this lovely program. So first off, before we do start and sit, like every episode, I want to cover a few guys that 
are probably available right now on on waivers that I think are worth an ad. Um, and uh, if you will go around the room, so if you guys have anybody that I missed or want to touch on somebody that I, I mentioned, or if you think the player I'm saying is a giant waste of time, chime in on that too. So for me, first off, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you listen to it right before the the game tonight, because I actually think that James Washington is going to be is worth an ad. I think he's worth a roster. Just FYI, if we were doing tonight's game, he was my start. Okay. I think the target share's there. The targets are there. I would not start him tonight, I don't think, unless I'm just in bi-week hell. But I think you could do worse. I would probably start him over Juju. Well, spoiler alert, right? But at the same time, um, in PPR especially, I like what's going on with him. And I think it would be a good ad for the stretch, and they play Cincy next week. So if you're a team that loses Tyreek Hill or something like that, I think he would be a good pickup there. My next is my man Hollister on Seattle. Fool me once, fool me twice, three times a trend. Two times in a row, man, dude's balled out. He's worth being on a roster. And chances are they're on a buy. He might have been overlooked because a lot of people just add off projections. My next guy is probably got a zero projection. And I have a strong feeling that possibly Drake and Edmonds are going to be the running backs moving forward after the bye. Because David Johnson had probably the most ugly 90-year-old man run I've ever seen in my life last week. And it's just not not looking good. So that's Chase Edmonds. It's another uh, another name to keep an eye on. And last but not least for me is another man that's on bye, Slayton. He is tied for the lead with rookie wide receivers in touchdowns. So it's uh, it's looking good, looking real, real good for uh, for Slayton. And... I don't. Nobody knows what's happening with Shepard, so fantasy relevance could continue for this man. So we'll start with you, Chris. Uh, do you have anybody that you want to add or think of, or do you agree with what I got down? I agree with you got down, especially on the whole James Washington front. He's had his uh, his best two games of his career in back-to-back weeks. I think him and uh, Mason Rudolph have kind of got that college connection going with each other right now. Yeah, it's starting to, and Deontay Johnson's playable too in the right circumstance. I don't know if that's tonight because Cleveland actually has a good D, but. I think he's worth being on a roster and get ahead of the push in case he does have a blow-up game tonight. Matt Reller, uh, what are you thinking about on waivers? You like the list? You don't agree? You got somebody else you want to add? I would have chimed in if I didn't agree with anyone. I think everybody you said is accurate, um, especially Hollister and Slayton. I would definitely co-sign on those two. Okay. Only other name I haven't heard a ton mention is uh, BZ Johnson, wide receiver for the Vikings. I think he's starting to come on strong, and with Thielen kind of still being dinged up, looks like he might go this week, but he's still kind of banged up, and I wouldn't trust him the first week. We don't mention Vikings in the mouth. Right on. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. Adam Thielen probably won't play this week. They're probably going to be smart and just hold him out through his bye, I would, ima- I would imagine. I would imagine too. Yeah. All right, I like it, Matt. Good stuff. Uh, Lee, any anything you want to let our listeners know about? Yeah, I think um, a really good running back ad this week is uh, Ricky Mostert. Yes. Just because um, Breda is unlikely to play, although you never know with Breda because, you know, one week he's broken his ankle and the next week he's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I think from what I've heard that he's out, he's week to week and he's not going to play this week. And also, Tevin Coleman did not practice today due to undisclosed reasons. Right. And that might, that might be a personal matter, but we honestly have no idea if he's going to go out there since he missed a practice this late in the week. It was so, confirmed. It was confirmed that it was uh, it was for personal issues. So his status. Exactly. No, I don't know if his status is in question because of that or not. 
But uh, yes, no, Mostart should be a absolute priority add. And if you're in a super deep league, maybe Jeff Wilson. Because the last time the last time we saw a situation where it was Coleman that was out, it was a three-man committee. And Jeff Wilson was Mr. Touchdown Vulture. Uh, I think he had, what, four touchdowns in two games? Is that right? Something along those, along yeah. those lines. Yeah, so, it, was, it was an incredible amount of touchdowns. I would, especially in a deep league, throw him on. Yeah, like in a 14-team league. I mean, what else are you going to pick up, you know? Anything above 12, go for it. He'll score more points than Antonio Callaway this week, that's for sure. Oh, too soon? <laughs> Yeah, Antonio Callaway cut by the Cleveland Browns because of issues that are detrimental to the team. Five minutes later, Antonio Callaway suspended 10, 10 games for drugs. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, detrimental. Yeah, puffing on the Magic Dragon. We get it. We get it, buddy. It's a good thing he was mentored by Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the team, the team could have left him on the roster through the whole 10-game suspension and then cut him. Because now somebody else has got to sign him, and he's got to go through the whole... I don't think anybody will sign him. Yeah, but he's going to... Well, not this year they won't. Yeah. It'll be harder for next year. I mean, they could have left him on. Could have got... I mean, think about it. The nine Brown... games out of the way this year and sat out one next year actually got on to somebody's roster. Well, the Browns are bad, and if you can't get playing time on the Browns, that's an issue, right? Right. When you're getting well, beat up when by your coach's Rashad name Higgins, is Kitchen, and he looks like he ate at Kitchen, well, it might be the problem. I think we would all three agree that Callaway is... Vastly more talented than Richard Higgins. So now, and Higgins, by the way, is also a good ad. Yeah, because of that as well. So, all right. On to the Borafil, everybody. Let's get our starts and sits in so we can uh, help these peeps win. So, I'm open for discussion. If you don't agree with it, I'm cool with call outs here, okay? Matt and I experimented with this last week and we thought it worked real well. Um, for instance, I said that, uh, I forget which player it was, but I said that I would, he basically was, we were talking about Hunter Renfro, I believe, and he's like, would you start this guy or this guy? And it was kind of a good call out and a good situation because sometimes your start and sit is not about the matchup, it's about two players. So it was kind of cool. So if not, no big deal. Right. If not, no big deal, but it is totally okay to bring that up. So the first game that we're going to cover, and Lee, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we're going to start with Dallas and Detroit, okay, which is a noon game on Sunday. Um, Dallas is coming off a very disappointing game to Minnesota, uh, where the play calling down the stretch was not, not bueno. Dallas still, uh, whether they win or lose, is one of the top three or four offenses in the league, functioning in all cylinders. So for fantasy purposes, your guys are getting you points unless it's Zeke, it seems. So I'm going to start with you, uh, Lee. In this matchup, who are we starting and who are we sitting? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I want to say just all Cowboys because the Lions have been absolutely hemorrhaging points to other two opponents. Like, it is unreal how bad that defense has been. So I really think, like, any Cowboy you've got, you really can start them. That's, like, Randall Cobb, Witten, and obviously Zeke and Coop and Gallup and Dak. But the Lions have absolutely been hemorrhaging points. And um, my sit would be all Lions running backs just because – Ty Johnson cleared the concussion protocol, yeah, and he's back. So while I initially liked McKissick this week, I really do think it's a lot muddier with Ty Johnson there, and I think they're going to be just playing from behind too much. So maybe a speculative play would be McKissick because he's more of the pass-catching back, 
but I'm not comfortable starting any of those guys. I was hoping if they announced tomorrow that Ty wasn't going to play, I was totally going to be about that Bo Scarborough revenge game and pick him up on the waivers. That's a deep, deep, deep ad right there. The Lions haven't proven to be a good running team for most of the year. Even with carry on, it wasn't good. But the one thing that Dallas can't stop is the run. Is the run. Well, so, they, they did with uh, receiving backs. Because even even Barkley, we shut him down with the exception of that one big 60-yard screen pass. I mean, pass. you say that, but Dalvin Cook ran for 145 yards. He also, well, he also had 86 yards receiving. Well, on that 65-yard screen pass, we only had 10 guys on the field. We well, didn't have a defensive tackle. Well, that's what I'm and saying. The middle same thing. And the little middle linebacker even said, I knew there wasn't anybody there, but I still wasn't calling a timeout. Okay, Chris. So who are your starts and sits? Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my start is Michael Gallup. Okay. And my sit is uh, Jeff Driscoll. You know, he was 27-46 for 267, a pick and a touchdown last week. But I think he had to throw 46 passes to even be relevant. I think that's just too much. And Dallas is one of the top ten teams against the pass. In the you league. had to start him right in a two-quarterback league last week. I did. And you beat me. I did. Okay. But that wasn't hard to do because you did score a lot. That was a bad week. <laughs> I had to start Brian Hoyer, and I think my mom scored more points than Brian Hoyer. I mean, I had week. to start Jeff Driscoll, so it's not like I was in a better situation. Well, he, he did better, that's for sure. Bastard. Um, Matt Reller, who are we starting and sitting in this one? I'm going to start TJ Hawkinson. I know the Cowboys have been pretty darn good against the pass, but I think they're going to be behind in Chuck, and, and TJ Hawkinson's going to be able to get open. Um, I think he's kind of a decent Kittle replacement if Kittle's out again this week. My um, sit, I don't see anyone other than the Lions running backs as far as I want to call them out and sit them. Uh, for the exact same re- reasons Lee's mentioned already. So we can move on. Okay, I like it. So for me, um, I'm also going to start Hawkinson. Uh, Dallas is good against the pass with the exception of tight ends. We are in the bottom five in yards and points allowed per fantasy. Uh, two tight ends. So I like Hawkinson to get into the end zone this week. Regardless, it looks like Stafford will not play, but regardless of the situation, because I'm with you, I do think that if you're struggling to establish the run, you will be passing at some point. So in a PPR league, you could do worse than McKissick, but it still feels dirty. It would have to be bi-week Hades for me to even want to. But if you think about what's probably going to go on with a game script, it might be a sneaky good play. And my sit, I I think it's easy, and I'm not calling you guys out at all because you're it's the right call with the running back situation. So I really analyzed it, and I don't think this is going to be a Michael Gallup game. Um, I think that Michael Gallup, it seems like, I mean, he had that one big play last week, but it doesn't seem to be getting enough separation on his uh, on his on his routes and targets. I think that Cobb's going to be the better receiver this week, just like he was last. And I don't think Gallup, if Gallup doesn't get in the end zone last week, I don't, it's a very forgettable week. So Gallup's my sit. I think I would start D.D. Westbrook over Gallup this week. Um, I think I would even start Conley. I have a good feeling about those guys. Those might be guys that are floating around on wires because of bye weeks and just not performing too. So that's that's my two cents there. And could I be wrong? Sure, that's what we do this. But the Gallup vibes are not great with me. I want a little bit more targets with the receiver that I'm starting. And 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 in, at this time of the year, I'm not feeling great about it. So let's move on. We've got the return of Saint Nick, uh, which is Lee's fantasy. Uh, Lee's favorite fantasy player. Did y'all see the press conference with him today, by the way? Did y'all see that? Man, I I love that dude. It's hard not to be a Jags fan with that dude and and the mustache as well. Uh, Mustache Mania is done, but Foles and, you know, 
you know what politics religion it's not stuff we try to talk about it's you know for other people but in his press conference today he just he's not afraid to be him and it was just it was beautiful like it was he's just a good dude man it's hard not to like him you know it's he's just i'm rooting for him and hopefully it all comes together and i think the jags can be sneaky good down the stretch as well for the record i have them beating the colts in my weekly predictions by the way I mean, so, they're, they're four and five, and they lost their starting quarterback the first week of the season. Right. So, you know, if this team's going to be who they're supposed to be, this is where it's going to start coming off. And this is a big division game right here. In the Colt, you go in and punch them in the mouth. That gives you some control. I agree. So let's start with you on start and sit here, Chris. How are we feeling? Who are we feeling in this matchup? I'm, I'm rolling with old St. Nick this week. I am. I uh, yes. You know, I mean, I'm absolutely 100% full of the trigger. The Colts are 24 against the pass this year. Uh-huh. I think he's just going to go in, you know, He's been out for a little while, but all, hey, man, people get hurt all the time. Come back and go with your thing. He can sling it, man. He He's got then, the weapons. He can, and then I'm sitting every Colts wide receiver there is. Yeah. I don't think they're all hurt. Everybody's hurt. Ty's not playing. Paris Campbell's out for the year. I mean, these guys are hurt. Don't even take a chance on them, especially with their quarterback coming off of an injury. If he goes down, I mean, you've got nobody to throw anybody the ball. Last week was a major letdown for their wide receiving core for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game, sir? I'm going to start D.D. Westbrook. Uh, preseason Foles was looking to him early often. Even in that first game, it looked like D.D. might actually get some run. So I'm going to roll with D.D. That is my week. sleeper of the week, by the way. That dude. That dude. <laughs> that dude is going to yeah, it, That dude's gonna win somebody a championship who picked him up waivers, I'm telling you right now. Because he was almost dropped in every league, dude. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And he wasn't getting right, no, it, Rightfully so, too. Kind of dovetailing with Chris, but I'm going to sit Ebron and Doyle. I just don't see this one being a good matchup for the tight ends of the Colts. Um, I know they're going to have to kind of lean on somebody in the passing game, and my bet that that's going to be Naeem Hines. I was th- just thinking the same thing. I was okay, I dig it. Lee, what are your thoughts on this game, sir? Yeah, I'll, I'll start Foles. You know, I believe, like Chris. And um, I'll super <laughs> set, kind of along the lines that you guys have been saying. Like, I don't see this as a good game for them. He's, you know, he's had a week off, and he might not be as crisp. And, you know, that Nick Foles inspires people's, people, including the defense. Like, the defense played – when he was on the Eagles, especially uh, last year, the defense played the best that it played when he was under center. So, I dig it. Like no, I, I dig it a lot. And, and you know what, too, about, about this is that T.Y. Hilton, it, it, it amazes me by how much – I don't like T.Y. Hilton, but about how good he is. He's, Just being on the field creates so much of a dynamic better. I mean, think about it. He had one catch versus the Chiefs, and they whooped that ass. And he, he was basically a decoy. But just because he's there, the attention and, and the way it opens up for the receivers. I mean, versus the Dolphins, Zach Pascal was in probably one of the better situations ever and had one catch. You know, it's... Uh, it's a, it, they're stacking the box. They're not letting Marlon Mack run. Uh, the cheat, the I mean, so it's just yeah, it's not a not a great, not an ideal situation. They do have a good defense. They are home. Well, the it de- is in no, a the dome. De- the defense is, is digressed as well. I mean, they're 18th against the run, 24 against the pass, and they were top 15 and everything last year. Yeah. So they're not they're not as good of a team this year. So I I so for my starts and sits here, I disagree with Matt. I do like Doyle. And the reason why is I, I thought exactly like you. I think that Hines and Doyle are the primary pass catchers this week. And for and, and as far as the tight end goes, if you are if you're going through a bye week this week and your tight end's not playing and Doyle's sitting on there, it's it's one of the safer floor tight ends, I think. Because we're in bye week, 
we're in a situation where tight ends are getting like one catch for ten yards. You can like almost guarantee three catches. And whether that whether and he's got a touchdown the last two weeks. So so I feel okay about it. I, I do. And my sit is I'm gonna sit DJ Chark. I think that uh, Chark week is finally done. I think it's Conley and Didi. So I'm one. I'm gonna sit him and see how he is with Pulse. I'm gonna try to look at any, somewhere else if I can. I still think he's a good player, and man, that would be awesome if he can be fantasy relevant as well, because then you're really going to have something with Nick Foles. In fact, look at your waivers right now. Pick up Nick Foles before Sunday. He could win you a championship. You never know. It's worth the ad, I think, because people might be rushing to get him after next week. Up next, we have a much-improved Dolphins. Much-improved, actually. Winning two in a row. They're playing some inspired football behind the beard right there. And we have the Buffalo Bills coming off an L to the Browns coming into town. Let's start with you on this one, Lee. Who do we like and who do we not like? Yeah, I, I, while I do believe in the resurgence of the Dolphins, I am going to say that I'll, I'd start Singletary and Gore just because I, I really do think this, this is a pound-the-rock game for the Bills. Um and then I'll sit Devontae Parker because he's going to get the Tredavious White treatment, I'm sure. And, oh, my God, Tredavious White is good. Like, they targeted Odell, like, what, like 12 times? Yeah. And he only had five or 50 or whatever. And just and he's one of the best, most talented receivers in the league. So, if Devontae Parker gets the Tredavious White treatment, then it, it's over for him. He did score a touchdown last time they played, Parker. But besides that, there was nothing. That's a big gamble. So, I, I agree. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Matt Reller, what we got? I'm also going to start Devin Singletary for the exact same reasons Lee starting both him and Gore. I just don't see it with Gore. I think it's going to be all Singletary finally. Um, and then I'm going to sit the beard, Fitzpatrick. That Buffalo defense is going to be angry. Um, they're going to take it out on somebody. And I think you've been kind of tricked into maybe thinking you can start Fitzmagic. I like this, that. This, this is where the streak ends. Thank you right for bri- thank you for bringing that up because there are individuals right now who don't have Russell Wilson this week. They don't have Aaron Rodgers, and they're looking for a quarterback. And maybe they they were they've been seeing Fitz and like okay, maybe this is a good start. He can run a little bit. He can he's a little gunslinger. I urge no. you that if you're <laughs> using this thinking, pick up Kyle Allen instead. Or pick up Nick Foles. I would much rather start either one of those guys over a Fitzpatrick this week. That was, that's a good one, Matt. Chris, what do we got? Uh, well, uh, I'm st- actually starting Devontae Parker. Okay. Uh, you know, the first game against Buffalo, he went 5 for 55. Or he did. 14 yards, average 11 yards a catch. And he got a touchdown. And he did. He had a touchdown. Uh, I'm off the Frank Gore bandwagon. I've been on it all year. Uh, he's just not getting the touches. I think Singletary's just killing it for him, so... I think I think if you want to roll a Singletary, that's fine. But I think you got to leave Gore on the bench. Okay, I dig it. So for me, can I say one, can I say one thing about Devontae Parker though? No, you may not. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I I think that that Preston Williams is, was playing that game as well. Yes. So it, for me at least, it appears that Parker is the the alpha, the number one weapon, and. Because of that, that's why I think that he'll get a majority of the white coverage. And I don't know if he got all Tredavious White that first game, but just in my mind, I mean, he, White was on Odell the whole entire game. So I'm assuming they'll go shadow treatment now without Preston Williams. Yeah, I think that I think that's I agree. That's why my sit spoiler alert is also Parker getting to me now. And it's uh, for exactly what Chris said. I think you can probably get four catches, but it's probably going to be around that four catches for 50, 60 yards. 
that the touchdown happened and that saved the day for him last time. I think if any Dolphins are going to score, it's going to be one of the two other receivers. Um, and I'm not feeling great about them either. I know Buffalo is sneaky good against tight ends. Like, they're the number one team in the league versus tight ends. But I think the top casket – I can't talk. The top <laughs> pass catcher, I think, is going to be Gusecki. And I don't think it's going to be pretty either. Um, I think this is going to be – if you can't establish the run, I just don't think you stand a chance versus the Bills. And the Bills have been getting run on. So, but the Dolphins can't run. So this is a re- really interesting matchup for me. And my start is going to be Singletary. Um, even though he had a kind of a bust week last week, I think you put him back in your lineup. The target share is there for the man as well. He could be, he could easily be a PPR cheat code down the stretch if utilized properly. If, uh, if they, if they target him enough and put him on the field enough and give my man some goal line carries, please. Frank Gore ain't it. Let's see if he can do it. Come on. Come on, I, I implore you. Just give him one, please. All right, on to the next game. We've got the Broncos and Vikings. This is a weird game because the Vikings are due for an upset. It's in Minnesota. The Broncos, I don't know what to quite make of them. You have no feeling. The Broncos have one of the better secondaries in the NFL, which is bad news for, for the Digmeister. This is a weird game that I don't want to watch at all, actually. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Broncos, Vikings. Who are we starting and who are we sitting? I know I'm crazy because you just, exactly what you just said. The Broncos' pass defense is really good. Uh-huh. But Stephon Diggs has had three bad weeks in a row. I think this is the week, for whatever reason, he's going to pop for 7 and 130 at a touchdown. How many fantasy teams do you have Diggs on, Chris? One. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have him on one. <laughs> is that the one that you're 2 and 7 on? Uh, no, this is the one I'm 4 and 5 on. Okay, cool. Or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm riding with him till I die. You know, every week it's him and DJ Shark. Well, sometimes That's... you don't have a better replacement. It really, you really don't. Well, I got Mike Williams. I got, I got somebody I can replace him with if I really wanted to. Um, I would. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah, maybe I might. You might talk me into it, but I doubt it. Uh, and then I'm sitting the Broncos running backs with with what Minnesota did yeah. to Zeke last week. It's good. I think that this defense is is really really good against the run. It's proven. I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of production out of Lindsey and uh, Freeman. I like it. Good job. Uh, Matt, what you got? I'm going to start BZ Johnson. I talked about him earlier as far as a waiver wire pickup. You are a danger zone and mofo, man. I tell you what. I know. This this is a home run play if you need one. Reason being, I think uh, Diggs gets the Harris treatment. That opens things up. BZ Johnson's actually gotten a red zone target the last two weeks. Yes. I think that's going to have to continue if you want to get something done in the passing game. And to beat the Broncos, you're going to have to do something. It can't just be Kyle Rudolph catching two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Oh, God. It's going to have to be BZ Johnson doing something. Can you feel the My eye roll sin. right now with the <laughs> Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> My sin is actually going to be Rice and Lindsay for the exact same reason Chris had mentioned. So we're okay. good. Perfect. I dig it. Uh, let's see, Lee. What you thinking, man? Yeah, my start is actually going to be Lindsey. And my reasoning is just that he's the most, one of the most talented players on that team. Yes. Um, and I think that with Brandon out, it didn't look like great. He had that like nice, it wasn't a great throw to Sutton, but Sutton made, made like a great play on it. I think they'll shade a lot of coverage towards Sutton, especially with Zave Rhodes there. And I think that they're going to look to get Lindsey the ball out in space just because they didn't really pass the ball at the running backs at all. 
And I do think that'll be more of a point of emphasis for the coaching staff because you've got Lindsay who's signed a dynamic and Freeman who's been pretty good catching the ball. Well, so I, I will start Lindsay. Okay. Well, I, I like Real that. Quick note. Well, let me Real let me quick say. No, Xavier Rhodes hasn't looked like Xavier Rhodes. He has not. Years, so no, he, not he got lit up by Amari Cooper last he week. He has. He has been being beat. And to piggyback off of what he said, whenever you said Royce Freeman, I think that it's safe to say, unless Royce Freeman just so happens to get, unless they like, let's say Steph Diggs gets tackled on the one, that's I think that's your only saving grace for Royce Freeman today. Uh, Sutton. Yes, yeah, Sutton. Excuse me. Yes, my bad. My bad. <laughs> No, unless, unless he gets tackled on the one and fumbles, and then and then the Broncos pick it up and run it to the other one and get Dude, tackled. There we go. Off, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> making me feel stuck. I uh, know we try, but I do think I do, I agree with Lee. I think the Broncos don't stand a chance if they don't get Lindsey involved in the passing game in this one because Sutton will get blanket coverage because I don't know if anybody else maybe Fant. But I don't think I don't think anybody else is capable of doing anything on the Broncos besides that. Um, so, Tim Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Your your sit, Lee. Who's your sit? Yeah, my sit will be Diggs, just because Chris Harris has been an absolute monster the entire season, and especially if Thielen doesn't go, it'll be the Diggs. It'll be the Diggs versus Harris. So yeah, I I wouldn't feel super great about starting Diggs, honestly. No, I I agree. My sit is Diggs. I just man. It, if you're in a situation where you've won enough with and you can afford a four point ceiling, then go by all means start them. It's just you're gonna you ha- you're hoping for a touchdown, and that's what we all hope for all the time. But I don't know if the volume's gonna be there, man. You just literally gotta hope for a, a coverage to break and for it to happen. And he really, besides one week, hasn't shown that he can do that on a consistent basis. So I'm just not feeling. I'm not feeling digs. And and to go with what Chris said earlier, I would absolutely start Mike Williams in what's probably going to be a shootout versus Kansas City over Diggs. Kansas City, excuse me, over Diggs. For that reason. Um, I know that Mike Williams has been disappointing, but touchdown regressions there, they were targeting him last week, and they're going to have to pass. You're going to have to pass the ball to keep up with Kansas City, period. It's a thing. Zach, before you hit your sit, I got a question for you. That is my sit. What's up? Um... Are you guys willing to start Kirk Cousins? No. No. Thank you. Okay. Cool. I have to in our Super Flex League. Actually, I might, I might be starting Foles against Chris. Yes, you should. Yeah, I wouldn't start I Kirk I Cousins. Actually. Well, you were projected to annihilate me. And then uh, my start is going to be Sutton. I just think that two things are going to happen. They're going to realize they need to get Sutton open, so they are going to get Fant and Lindsey involved in the passing game heavily which is going to give Sutton uh, a, a chance to break one, or they're going to get down and they're going to have to pass to Sutton in catch-up mode. So one of the two. So I like so either way the game script goes, I think Sutton's going to be beneficial. They seem to be moving him a little bit. And home dude is, I mean, he's done really well. He did well versus the Browns with a new quarterback. He's looking like he's quarterback-proof, which is, which is awesome. So good for you if you have Sutton, by the way. Um... Saints and Bucks up next. This is a fantasy bonanza, I think, right here. I like it. Um, Chris, how are we feeling about this game? Well, uh, I got Jared Cook as my starter. Okay. Uh, his production's gone up uh, the last two weeks the Breeze has played. What tight ends would you start him over? Like, would you start him over Hawkinson? I mean, Dallas isn't that great against tight ends, so, I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard stay, but... 
I mean, I think I think with the way Cook is going, his average yards per carry has gone up or has gone up. Okay. He's had a twenty yard reception each of the last two weeks. So you feeling like borderline probably top ten? So borderline tight end one. I would think this week he probably is a top ten tight end. Okay, cool. So that's tight end one this week. Excellent. Yes. All right. Uh, Jameis Winston is my sit, and the reason why I say that is because I think the Saints are going to be really pissed about the way they got dominated by Fair the Falcons last week. I think this is going to be a hey, let's get let's get this back rolling again game. Okay. All right, Matt. What we got? I wholeheartedly agree with Chris on the start of Jared Cook. I would start him over Hawkinson. I believe right now he's just outside my top five of tight ends on the week. I'm going to sit Ronald Jones. This is another dude that's kind of tricked you the last couple of weeks into thinking you can trust him. That Saints D is going to be just what Chris said. They're going to be angry. They're going to take it out on somebody. And it's been the running backs all year. And I think this just gets uglier for Rojo. I want zero parts. But he's, his route tree has developed so greatly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk up that rock, baby. All right, uh, Lee, what, what are we thinking on this game? Start sit. Yeah, I'm going to start Breeze. I think a lot of people were disappointed last week. They thought he had a really juicy matchup against the Falcons, and he kind of disappointed. But the box pass defense is really bad also, and they just caught their starting corner. So it's not like that's going to make them that much better. Yeah. Um, Goodbye, Vernon so. Hargraves. Yeah. Teach you a lesson. Watch us get thrown on more. <laughs> Even though we picked exactly. up your fifth-year fifth year option. So I think I definitely think that Breeze will have a bounce-back game after that. And then I'll sit O.J. Howard. Um, people might have been like really excited after last week. Like, oh, my God, O.J. Howard's back. But the Arizona Cardinals' defense against the tight ends is horrific. Um, they're, they're pretty sure they're the worst team against tight ends. So it was bound to happen. And New Orleans is actually pretty good against uh, tight ends. They're like 22nd, I think. All right. Like, so for that reason, I'll bet O.J. Howard again. I dig it. So for me, this is a battle of the bus tight ends that you were really pissed about, probably dropped at some point this season, but are probably back on your roster again. I do like Jared Cook, but I actually like O.J. Howard better. Um, and the reason why I do is because of snap share. Played ninety one percent of the snaps last week. That's that's really that's really really good. And for someone who they've criticized his uh, run blocking and stuff, and to be in there when they are trying to run the ball more, I dig it. Um, I think that with Michelle with Lattimore out, I think that the Bucks are going to have their way and pass this ball a lot, and I think they're going to abandon the run really early because it's not going to get done. That Saints Rundy is no joke, so my sit's Ronald Jones. I actually like uh, the passing offense a lot. Uh, and, and, and riddle me this, Batman, by the way. You have Mike Evans, who's the number two wide receiver in the NFL this year, and you have Chris Godwin, number three, but Jameis Winston's number 14 quarterback. How is, that, how is this physically possible? Well, it's because of interceptions. And no touch, and not and not enough touchdowns. So, so I think that OJ Howard showed last year to be a red zone monster. So I think the uptick's there, man. I'm feeling good about him this week, especially because tight end is is what it is. I'm looking for upside with with my tight end play, my man. So I think he's going to get a top ten week this week. I like it. Um, we have Jets versus the Skins. Surprisingly, this might be an okay fantasy game. FYI. Uh, let's start with you, Lee. Who are we starting and sitting in this one? Yeah, so I will start McLaurin. Yes! Um, sorry, Jets, sorry, sorry. Jets, I'm excited. Jets, sorry, you're good, you're good. 
Chad, Jeff, pass defense, and also today they just said they're going to look to move him around. The yes, they board, did. Which, which I think is great because he's, he's, I think he's played almost exclusively on the outside. Yeah. And he's been great at it. But for like a rookie quarterback and Dwayne Haskins, I think it'll do him a lot of good to have a talented receiver in the slot. So I, I love McLaurin this week. I'm probably going to start him over Diggs in a league. And um, my sit will be Geist and I guess also AP because surprisingly the Jets defense has been pretty good against fantasy running backs for whatever reason. So for that reason, I, I, I'm not going to start Geist and AP, especially because I think they'll be splitting work. All right. Yes, I am all about that F1 hype. By the way, I I think he's going to be back to fantasy relevancy. I I'm a big a big buyer in his stock. I think I have him in four of my six leagues that are for uh, of record. So uh, giddy up, giddy up is right. All right, uh, Matt. What are we thinking on this matchup, my man? I'm going to start the Jets D. Uh, we just talked about Ooh. Dwayne Haskins. He's propensity to throw nothing but interceptions. Let's so go Jamal Adams season. The Jets D. Um, I'm going to sit Robbie Anderson. Oh. That dude is dead to me after the last two matchups. Yeah. Both juicy. And last week he went one catch for 11 yards against the Giants. Yeah. No, I, ca- I can't <laughs> in good consciousness tell anyone to ever have them in, him and, in their life. And that's so. exactly why he's going to have 200 yards this week. <laughs> Go ahead, please yeah. prove me wrong. Yeah, no, no I know. I've seen it. it. His target shares low. It's just not happening, man. Demarius Thomas and Crowder are the that team in receiving yards. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Hey, when you're bad, somebody's got to be good, right? Yeah, and Jamal Adams, good call on the defense, man. Jamal Adams literally like deboed. He like literally went up and deboed freaking Dan- Danny Dimes last week. Just took the ball out of his hands and ran it to the house. All right, Chris, who are we feeling? Uh, I actually agree 100 percent with uh, with Matt on who the starting set. You know, the Jets defense. Okay. And take Robbie Anderson out of your lineup. Take him off your team. Ugh, that's yeah, bad. That's my call. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, were we wrong with our pick Jets off the waiver stuff, man? Yeah. For the two listeners we have left for our bad advice, I hope I'm you're sorry. enjoying this episode. Because <laughs> this is the last one they're going to allow us to you do. Know. Um, I'm going to start F1, and I, he was my start before the news came out today, which makes me feel even more bullish on him. I am of the belief that they're going to let, I think Haskins is going to be better than we think he's going to be this weekend, but still bad. If that makes sense. I, yeah. That's not exactly a glaring endorsement. But I think he's going to be like better than Mitch Trubisky, but not quite Peyton Manning. Let's just go. Let's go. It, it, it kind of sounds like you're saying, hey, you're going to kind of suck, but you're not going to be like. Well, guys, I would back. start Haskins over this week. I would start him over Mitchell Trubisky. I would start him over Brock Eisweiler. And I would start him over retired Peyton Manning. Did so, you just say Brock Eisweiler? Yeah. <laughs> Brock Osweiler, who is Brock Osweiler playing for? I know, no, exactly. Nobody. That's what I'm telling you. Those, those are, that's who I would start him over. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss a headline. No, you don't. You no, know, not at all. No, I'm making it, making a funny, making a funny. And uh, my sit's kind of a cheat. Um, I'm gonna sit Geist, but only in standard and half point PPR. If I'm in a PPR, I'm okay with him being a flex start this week. If you're having bye week issues. Because uh, I do think they're going to involve him in the passing game, and I think you can lock in five catches. If you're in a standard league, that five catches might be for thirty yards, and three points sure does suck. So I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I think that I think he has about an eight point floor in PPR. So if you're in 
if you're in flex hell, I think he can help you. I think he can be a little flexy, a little flexy for you. Before All right. we move games, I got a question for Lee. Yeah. Any worry with the uh, sit, knowing that Gruden has a stubbornness to run the ball even when they're behind? Yeah, yeah, I still do. It's just, um, I don't know. Like, guys look pretty good, I guess, in the like, three plays he played or however many plays he was there. Um, Is it more about you don't know which one? So, but don't yeah, just, you don't you don't know, and I don't know. I, I don't know that you can lock in five catches, honestly. Like, I haven't right. seen I haven't seen the propensity of Haskins to check down all that much. Um, maybe he has, maybe yeah. Right. But um, and I don't okay. know. I just, I I don't know that I trust him. Does well. To, to, to take Lee's side, it's a true rubber match because the linebackers are all not playing. The whole, it's a replacement linebacker core completely. So I wasn't disagreeing with the call at all. Oh, no, no. Is it this or is it this? I think, that because think about it this way. They're going to try to establish the run. We all know that. But yeah. when it comes down to being third and six, because they've stacked the boss, or stacked the boss, excuse me, is Haskins going to give them another opportunity to get back out there for three more plays? Um, is he going to be able to convert third down passes? Because what we saw in his one and a half start so far is a super amount of heat being brought on third down where he's either checking down to Adrian Peterson or the running back that's in there or getting sacked or not able to throw the ball at all and throwing it away. So right. I, you'd think the Jets kind of follow the same formula, and I don't blame them. The issue is, though, is that the running backs might have a good day because if he has improved and he's able to convert some of those as more opportunities. They won't be able to run the ball 30 times if they're not converting third downs, right? If they if they convert five third downs, they will. So it's it's kind of a man. It's a this is a tricky game to get. And if you're if you're going through bye week heck, like I said, you could certainly do worse than either of these guys. But I, I get where Lee's coming from. And I just not the Jets. I don't know if they can stop the run, man. I know what they did versus Barkley. I, I know, but Barkley ain't Barkley, man. Right now, you know. And I think that yeah, I struggled a little bit with my start because I was gonna have guys, but it, I I need to see it before I can. I think we'll, we'll see this week. I think I might have hit the nail on the head with the PPR thing, and uh, I'm intrigued to see it play out. You know, this is all we have no data to back up what we're guessing really right, right now. So I'm intrigued to see what happens. So moving right. on, we've got right. a. This is gonna be a very <laughs> fantasy game, a very good fantasy game. We've got Houston uh, going into Baltimore. And uh, let's get rolling. Chris, let's start with you. Who are we starting and who are we sitting in this one? All right, so uh, starting for me is Carlos Hyde. Okay. He's averaging 4.72 yards a carry on the season right now. Uh, some people would be, might say Baltimore's defense is too good for that. They're averaging only giving up 91 hey, yards a game. Joe Mixon just ran wild like but, Hulkamania. On but the... over the last three games, they're giving up 112, and they gave up 157 yards last week. I think there's a cheek in the armor for Baltimore, and I think that Carlos Hyde can take advantage of it. Okay. And then my sit is Mark Andrews. I know he's had two games uh, back-to-back over uh, over 100 yards, eight catches apiece. Uh, I, I just think this, it, the way his season's gone, he's gone – a good game here, a good game there, and then he gets three catches for like 40 yards. That's, so well, I, I think the, against the Texans, I think they're going to shut him down. I feel you. I think that's who Houston will try to take away. I think that's I mean, who they that's have what, to take away. That's what you do. Okay, I feel it. I like it, man. Uh, Matt, what are we feeling on this one? I'm going to start everyone, and I'm going to sit no one. Uh, <laughs> I just think if you got him, start him. doesn't matter. Hyde, good, awesome. Ingram, sure. Jackson, Watson, Hopkins, Hollywood. We'll full, okay, I have a question for you then, Mr. Mr. Easy Way Out. If uh, 
if Will Fuller is back, which it looks like yeah. he's going to be, Kenny mm-hmm. Stills, is he startable? Kenny Stills? No, I would start Fuller over Stills. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Wouldn't start either one. They take too much shares away from each other. <laughs> all right. No, I think Will Fuller getting all the runs. I do too. I think Will Fuller would be the better play for sure. Right. Uh, what do you say, Lee? Yeah, so although Fuller is probably the better play, I'm not going to start him just because he has been suited. He's my sit, is what I meant to say. Okay. Um, he's, um, he's just been pretty inconsistent throughout the season, and he's very injury-prone as it is. So, I mean, there could definitely be a re-aggravation of the injury or he just has a down week like he has. So I, I don't want to risk it with him coming first week back from injury. But okay. another speedster who I will start is Marquise Brown just because – that Texans secondary has been porous. Like they have let up a ton of fantasy points. They're they've let up the third most fantasy points this year. And I've heard Bradley Roby's practicing is gonna play. And they just picked up Hard Reeves, I'm pretty sure. But um still I think Marquise Brown like over the top is gonna be money this week. I feel you. I so I I agree with everything all of you've said. My start is also Hollywood, although he did pop up on the injury report today, but it seems like oh. he's always injured. So what, let's let's see what let's see what happens tomorrow, and of course, pay it. It's, a, it's an early game, so you have a way out. But I'm I'm liking it, and the reason why is I think that they are. I think Houston is going to try to take away Andrews, so I think Boyle and Hollywood are the two receivers to own this week. Is what I think. I think Boyle is just going to find a way to make enough plays happen again, and I love Hollywood. I think that a big play. He's that. This is a guy that I feel better about a big play because. He seems to always be injured, almost like Will Fuller, except he actually finishes the game. So, um, I like Hollywood. And my sit is Hyde. I think the Ravens are, are going to be at home, and they're going to be pissed off that Joe Mixon just ran all over their ass. So, I think they're going to shut him down. And I think that, I think Carlos Hyde has a little bit more, not, or not Carlos Hyde, excuse me. I think that uh, Duke Johnson has a little bit more of the running lane ability that messes with them more than Hyde personally. So I think this might be a Duke Johnson game. Just from what I saw, I watched a lot of the Bengals and Ravens game because I apparently like to watch the world burn, apparently. <laughs> and um, I, did, I, I noticed that the reason why Mixon was giving them problems is because of that hip work. And Hyde really doesn't have that. You know, Mixon can cut on a dime, and the way he moves his hips is so shifty. And Duke's got a little bit of that action, so I think I, think I like him a little bit this week. A little bit more. Real quick question for you, Zach. If yes. you're willing to start Hollywood because of the big playability, why aren't you willing to play DJ Turk? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and the reason why is because I know that Lamar Jackson is going to target him. With Nick Foles, I don't know. I don't I, still I only don't takes know. one play, though. True. True. What, I would start Hollywood over Shark. Okay. But throw some more names at me. Wait, also significantly better defense. Um, True. Yes, I. Let's see. Thank you, Lee. That's also a, a filler as well. Houston has the been. Texans are bad. Yeah. The Texans secondary. Oh, I, bad. I wholeheartedly agree. It was just a curiosity in my head. That's uh, oh, absolutely. Like, like for instance, <laughs> if if Hollywood Brown's going against the if if this was against the Patriots, I would not suggest Hollywood Brown because I, yeah. I they're going to take that away. Um, if this is versus the Steelers, I wouldn't feel Hollywood Brown either. It's it's because of the matchup yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. In standard leagues, I think I would start Shark. If I'm the flex, because it's more about the touchdown anyway. So you need right. that big play. That's right. how you're going to win. So most of our listeners are PPRs. So that's that's my thinking okay. there. Yeah. All right. 
So on to Arizona and San Francisco. They played two weeks ago, and San Francisco, it was surprisingly a little bit of a better game. Arizona actually kind of hung in there a little bit. Let's start with you, Lee. Who are we starting and sitting in this one? Guys, I think I think it's time. I think it's time. I think it's Andy Isabella time in, uh, in Arizona. Um, <laughs> the, past, the past three weeks, his snap count has improved uh, each week. He's, he's still under 40%, which is not ideal. But against a, a really stout 49ers defense, you got to pull out all the stops. And Andy Isabella is a freaking playmaker. So I'm not necessarily saying that you should start him unless, unless you're in a deep league. But I think, I think this could be a breakout week for him in, in snaps, played, targets, everything. I think, I think he's going to have that, that breakout week this time. He might be worth a speculative ad for sure. 90-yard uh, yeah, touchdown right. last time they played. He's got six and then, uh, on the yeah, year. my sit will be uh, Dave Johnson for old man. He looks like an old man. Yes, he does. Yeah, like I, 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 it's I've never seen a man carry a football and a walker at the same time. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> it was uh, very impressive. Matt, what are we thinking on this game? I'm gonna start Debo Samuel. I think he gets the bump with Kittle out and with Emmanuel Sanders kind of dinged up. So I think he kind of moves into the alpha role, and I think he's going to succeed with it. And then I'm going to sit both David Johnson and Drake. I think they're both going to play. I think both are going to be not great against the Frisco D, and I think Kyler is going to have to kind of get it done himself. Okay. I think the leading rusher for the Cardinals this week will be Kyler. Agreed. All right, Chris, what are you thinking? I'm starting Mr. 15 attempts, 110 yards, 7.3 yards per carry. Four receptions, fifteen of uh, fifty-two yards. Kenyon Drake against the Forty ers He's already done oh. it once. He can do it again. Let's just let's it, just not. It was a short week. It was a short week, it and was it was a short the, week. And it was also the first week he was on the team. And now there's film. Okay, so there's right. film. Okay. David Johnson got benched in the fourth quarter last week for Drake. I think it's going to be the Drake show with a little bit of Johnson mixed in. So I'm starting Drake, one hundred percent, and I'm sitting Dante Pettis just because. I don't like Dante yeah. Pettis. Yes, sit and cut. <laughs> sit and cut Pettis, by the way. Cut if you haven't already, yes. just, you know, cut that's nice. Yeah, cut the Pettis. He is... Him and Robbie can both oh. sit in the same car. Yeah, the all-hype team. <laughs> Let's go. Um, for me, Thanks, I'm going to start Mostert. I think that uh, Brita will not play, yeah. and I think he's a baller flex play this week. So, as long as he doesn't fumble, you're good to go. So, that's that would be the only thing that will rain on your parade is if for some reason Mozart fumbles, the, he will not see the field again. It'll be all yeah, Wilson so, and Cole. Yeah. I mean, you could have a DK Metcalf fumble at the one-yard line. Yeah, that would be the only. But, yeah, but I remember last time Mozart jacked up. He didn't, see the, yeah, he didn't see the field the rest of the game. And for me, I know he exploded last week, and it's about darn time, and he's going to be phenomenal for you down the stretch. Just not this week or next week because it's a bye. Christian Kirk, I'm not playing him. Uh, they gave him the Richard Sherman treatment last game. I think they're going to move him around a little bit more. I think that if you're in a PPR, he might get eight points. I mean, he's always he's always possible to break one, but I would probably look elsewhere. I would start Mostart over Kirk. So, and uh, yeah, I think Coleman should have a good game as well as long as he's playing. So monitor that. It looks like looks like he will be because we don't have any other breaking news on the situation quite yet. So we're going to move on to Cincinnati and Oakland. The uh, fan, the very fantasy-relevant Oakland Raiders, as well as NFL-relevant, 5-4. and four. So, since, so naturally, the most Raider thing to do is to lose to Cincinnati this week. 
Uh, by 25 is what will probably happen. <laughs> yeah. But let's, uh, let's, let's talk about fantasy here. We'll start with you, Chris. Who are we going to start and who are we going to sit in this matchup? Uh, for me, it's it's a real easy start. I'm starting any of the Raiders. I mean, I, Cincinnati's atrocious on the defensive side of the football. Okay. So I'm starting anybody that's relevant on the Raiders. Uh, my sit, I want to say, pretty much it's all the Bengals. I mean, it's it's a really easy one for me. I mean, I, I Tyler Boyd would be the you only. You would sit Joe Mixon after last week? Against the Raiders, yeah. Really? After what Melvin Gordon just did to him? Yeah. It's the run? All right. Okay. I mean, it's... It's just the way I feel. I mean, I would you start Todd Gurley or Joe Mixon? Oh, I'd start Joe Mixon. Okay. Todd Gurley's terrible. Okay, cool. Just asking. Okay. I wish I had Joe Mixon. Would you right start most start or Joe Mixon? I don't know enough about the other guy. Well, they run the ball a lot. It's San Francisco. It's okay. It's okay. So you'd start Mixon over most start? Right now, yeah. Okay. Because I don't know most start. All right. Cool. I didn't know most started. Yeah. Well, he's starting this week. All right, Matt Reller. Is yes, there? Who are we starting We're to start the Raiders defense special teams against Ryan Finley. Um, and basically, that's the only reason. <laughs> I think he's going to be that bad against us. Uh, yeah. Raiders D has actually shown a little a little life lately. I know P Rev didn't have that great of a game how against him. Riddle me this. How am I going? In, in four of my six leagues of record, I'm playing against the Raider D this week. How is that mathematically even possible? Like, that I don't is, know. Like, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My sit is going to be the aforementioned Tyler Boyd. Um, based on Ryan nice. Finley not being able to get the ball out, it's going to need to kind of be a mixing game. So, yeah, I don't want to start a wide receiver on the Bengals. Okay. I dig it. Lee, who are we starting and sitting? Yeah, my start will be Derek Carr. And I, I like never start Derek Carr. I don't like him as a player all that much. Maybe it's all those tight spirals he's been throwing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just he's got a really juicy matchup against the Bengals, and he's been pretty solid this season. So I actually picked him up, and I'm going to start him in a league. And then my sit will be Auden Tate because he he really came on um, with Andy Dalton at the helm, and he was pretty lackluster with Finley. Like Boyd actually did have like six catches, I think, with, with Finley. So it's on that bad knife caught that touchdown. So I I'd, I'd, I'd be okay starting those guys. But I think that that Auden Tate's kind of the odd man out. Okay, I dig it. So for me, my start is Joe Mixon. Uh, after the Raven, the man ran the ball thirty times versus the Ravens, and they were down by twenty eight. Like they just kept running. Like they've shown me, like they're like, hey, you know what? We know we suck. We know we're gonna get the first pick in the draft, but we're still gonna execute our game plan regardless of what the <laughs> score is, and we're still gonna run. And he had hundred and fifty all-purpose yards. I mean, I think they're so bad. You got to go back to Andy Dalton. Well. No, because yeah. Finley actually didn't do bad. I mean, he did bad, but not like he's he like was actually like a top ten quarterback fantasy wise last week. It's wild. Dalton might mess around and win a couple of games. That's what I'm saying. I think Miami. I think he might be right. <laughs> I, I don't think he's a winner. I'm not saying like I expect him to go on a streak. I just think that that Ravens D was. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were never in the game, but they he uh, he did all right. So I think that 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 show me they're going to keep running Mixon. They're going to use him. I feel good about it. I think Mixon, if you held on to him, man, and you believed all year long, it might be time to make a little run with all Mixon. And uh, my sit is, man, it's tough because I think this is actually going to be fantasy relevant because garbage time on the Cincy side too. Uh I'm gonna sit Williams. I just not a. He's just. I'm, he's not. I'm not. That's not the guy that I. I don't like him. 
And I think that Hunter Renfro's coming on and taking more targets than Waller. I just don't think he's going to get enough targets to really be fantasy relevant. And he's so reliant on touchdowns. And he's not really a big play guy too much. So that's my six. So on to New England and Philadelphia, a rematch of the Super Bowl. Can we skip a noon game? Or am I going crazy? You're going crazy. You might be going crazy. Falcons, Panthers? Did we talk about them? We, we did not talk about Falcons Panthers. Oh, let's go to Thank it. You. I did skip it. My bad. I did. I skipped right over that game. Let's go. Let's nope. <laughs> let's start with you, Lee. Falcons Panthers. That's why you guys are here to ro- to let me know when I slip up. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna start Brian Hill. I wish I had him in the leagues, but all my waiver claims failed. But um, I really think this is gonna be a huge Brian Hill game because the Panthers have, have been pretty bad against the run. They have, and I think he could even soak up targets that like Cooper might have gotten. So I, I really do, do believe in Brian Hill as a player. He's like pretty decent. And I think that he could have really been a beneficiary of both Devontae Freeman and Hooper's absences. And then my sit would be Kyle Allen. Like I know the Falcons defense has been um has been pretty bad throughout the season. But honestly I'm thinking maybe they they've turned it around a little bit. Like they, they really gave gave Breeze all that he could handle. Yeah. And like despite on paper, like the Falcons defense being pretty bad, like I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from Kyle Allen this week, just kind of see what that Falcons defense is really about. Well, you know what their game plan was? We can't cover anyone, so we're just gonna blitz everyone every play and give Drew Brees no time. Lot. Yeah, I mean it was it was a crazy good and they, and apparently someone else they changed the play calling of the D. Somebody else is doing the play calling now after the bye. So I really? dig it, man. Yeah. Wow. So it could be they could be going a little run here. I actually have the Falcons picked in my pick'em this week over the over Carolina. Matt, how are we feeling on this game? Who are we starting and sitting? I'm gonna start DJ Moore. I know the secondary has been beatable. They look better against the Saints. Kyle Allen and Carolina just manufactures plays for the dude. So I think he's gonna be able to get like one of those bubble screens and house it. Kyle Allen's still gonna have a bad day, but DJ Moore is gonna be just fine for you. I'm going to sit Matt Ryan. I think the Carolina defense at home is going to be pretty pretty tough against everybody. I mean, Julio is probably still going to fall into the end zone. But I'm, I don't know. I just don't see this going right for Atlanta. <laughs> so I'm going to sit Matt Ryan. Okay. Chris, how are we feeling? Well, uh, I'm actually going to start the Falcons defense off of what they did last week and because of the play color change like you mentioned. Okay. Um uh, I, I don't think Carolina's that potent of an offense outside of Christian, Chris, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. I don't have a whole lot of trust in Kyle Allen. Uh, and in, also for that reason is why I'm going to sit Kyle Allen. Okay. It could be it could be a, one of the baller streams of the week, the Atlanta defense, because nobody's talking about it. They're no. probably still sitting on way. Even though they did what they did to Drew Brees, I don't think anyone picked them up. That could be one of the more sneaky, like, add them today and you're an underdog and you need some kind of miracle points from a defense type thing. Uh, funny story, Sunday morning when I woke up, I decided to add Brian Hill in two leagues. So, yay me. <laughs> yay me, right? I was just like, you know, let's just, let's kick the rocks on this, on this Brian Hill guy and see what he's got. Ito Smith's on IR. There you go. So I have him in one PPR and one standard. So he's starting in both. So let's uh, rock down to Electric Avenue. Uh, Curtis Samuel is going to continue to be a touchdown baller. My man's going to get in the end zone again this week. And by the way, it's going to be a 55-yard plus touchdown. I'm feeling it. I'm calling my shot. It's going to happen. 
My sit is Calvin Ridley. I'm putting his ass on the bench until he shows me he can do well again, period. Uh, I think this is a Julio Jones-a-thon game, and I think that that's where the targets are going to go. And I think that if any receiver this week, not moving forward, just this week, is going to be relevant besides Julio, I think it's going to be Gage. I think that they're going to, uh, I think he might sneak into the end zone this week. So he's a sneaky sleeper play, by the way. So on to the Super Bowl rematch. We have New England going to the filthy. Lee, we'll start with you. We'll start with you. How bad are y'all going to get beat? Um, yeah. Who are we starting? And I just want to know because we play him next week. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm starting. Um, I'm going to start Aguilar if I'm if I'm killed by bye weeks just because it looks like Alshon isn't going to play. Um, and then they're going to really – Belichick's going to really have his eye on Ertz, obviously, and I think Goddard as well. And I think that leave uh, – more space for Aguilar to like kind of like work the inside and get some catches down the middle of the field. I like and I it. also like the run game against the Pats because they haven't looked great against the run recently, at least. They've and been I, exposed. I think that they can be exploited, so I, I'd also start Howard. Yeah, I think Howard and uh, Howard and Miles Sanders are going to be your uh, fantasy relevant Eagles this week, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, and- Matt, and then I'll sit. Oh. Let me sit people real quick. Yeah, my bad. Um, my bad. My bad. Alshon if he plays. Alshon if he plays. And I would, I would also bench Ertz if I have like the luxury of doing so because they're going to take your best option away. And yeah, that, that's basically it. That's all I got to say. All right, Matt, what we got? I'm going to start Miles Sanders for reasons just mentioned as far as taking away outside threats. I think that's going to open things up underneath for Miles Sanders because Wentz is going to have to get rid of the ball in a hurry. I think the Lincoln's just going to send the house at him because that line has looked rough the last few weeks. So I would definitely be willing to get some check down screens with Miles Sanders because I think you're going to have to. Um, and then I'm going to sit Sony Michelle. There's weeks where you feel like you can trust him to fall into the end zone. That Philly run D has been really good. This ain't the week. Um, I think Rex Burkhead, James White are going to be better plays than Sony this week. I agree. I agree completely, actually. Uh, good stuff. Chris, what we got? Uh, well, I I personally think the Eagles are a better team when you take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. Okay. So for that reason, against this Patriots team, I'm starting Jordan Howard 100% like you guys were saying. Okay, yes. I think you know lack of outside weapons, deep threats, all that stuff. Everything's going to have to be underneath. And also reason why, because the Patriots don't have to worry about those outside guys with the corners they have, I'm also sitting Zach Ertz. Yeah, because I like I, it. I think the only way the Eagles can win this game is to actually be productive running the ball first, and I think that's the only way that's they the can the key. Them. I think that's the yeah. key to the game. I mean, I the, the Browns, the Browns op- showed it. The Browns showed what to do. They laid the blueprint with Chubb. And then you saw what uh, Baltimore did to them. And I, I do agree. I, I think that that's the one attack. I think that's the attack spot is just zone running. Just cram it cram it down their throat, man. Uh, my start is going to be Sanu. Um, I, man, he's getting the targets. I dig it. And I think he's one of those guys that you're probably like, should I start him? Should I sit him? I think you can put him in as a flex play and feel good about it or a borderline wide receiver too. And my sit is going to be Ertz. Like Lee touched on. I do believe Belichick's going to take away Carson Wentz's tight ends because that's his favorite go-to. 
And I do, Lee, I'm feeling it, man. I do not like Aguilar. I am the I am the opposite of a truther when it comes to Nelson Aguilar. But I am feeling it. I am feeling it if Jeffrey doesn't play. My man's going right? to get some targets. I think in a PPR league, I think he might be a sneaky good flex this week if Jeffrey's out. If not, I, I don't know. Is he going to catch those targets, though? He'll catch at least four. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him four balls, four balls. He's a, he's been to, he sleeps next to a uh, like in the Simpsons the uh, nuclear power plant. So you say he's got enough for two in each hand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Sunday night football. The, the, the Bears coming off a win, a very ugly win, by the way. Um, and the L.A. Rams, who just got their uh, they just got molly whopped, by the way, by the Steelers. This is going to be some ugly quarterback play, gentlemen. We've got the, the man from small hands quarterback in the Rams from the Burger King commercial. And apparently the man with no hands throwing the ball on the Bears. So, good times. I can't wait to watch. <laughs> Chris, who are we starting and sitting in this one? I, I can end this discussion real fast. Let's do it. Everybody. Uh, start no one, sit everyone. Oh, wow. So, you don't, you don't, you don't want any part of this. I want zero part of this. <laughs> Cooper Cup, drop him. <laughs> These the the Rams offense is broken. Their offensive line can't perfect. It looks They're bad. They're getting destroyed up the middle. It looks bad. They they have no gap protection when it comes to the running game. Gurley's just a shambles of himself. Okay. And if you've got Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback, you're lucky to get a two yard pass off. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, they haven't scored. They haven't had more than 80 yards in offense in the first half in the last three weeks. It's bad. I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with this. And Montgomery might not play now. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. No. He would have been my only start, but he's not. Oh. He's, that, that'd that'd be a bad start, too, probably. But, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. I'm having to start Geis in a league because of Montgomery. That's <laughs> that's the world I'm in right now. And it's a standard, so pray for my soul. <laughs> that's okay. I think, I think Geis has a start well to <laughs> Yeah. I could pick up Cordell Patterson off of the off of waivers as my, <laughs> as my Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be the most awesome thing? He like runs for a hundred yards and has you two should, touchdowns. You should do a water challenge with Matt if he gets over. 15 oh, I yards. don't know. I wouldn't even know. I wish yeah, I don't no. know one. It's gonna be Cohen if Montgomery's out. I don't know any parts of that. And <laughs> Matt, who are we starting and sitting in this one? Here we go. I'm gonna start Mount Everett. He's gotten twelve targets last week. Twelve targets. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm gonna start him. Uh, <laughs> For no other reason than that fact. I'm going to sit Trubisky. He looked kind of competent last week. No. Yeah. The Rams team is really good. I don't want any parts of him. As a disclaimer, too, next week's a pretty big bye week for Patrick Mahomes owners. Agreed. If you need a quarterback, Baker Mayfield versus the Dolphins, Mitch, (laughs) Mitch Trubisky versus the Giants, it feels dirty, but I think both will be relevant next week. Go ahead and pick them up, maybe Sunday morning. Don't, don't get risky with Trubisky. Don't well, do it. <laughs> there's not much else out there, dude. That's probably. a good fantasy football go, team go right there. The risky with Baker Trubisky. Baker himself. I'd go there. Yeah, ba- no, yeah, Baker would be my Trubisky. Baker. Yeah, Baker would be the go. That would be Tr- the go. Trubisky's too. so bad that Cam Newton will be the starter in Chicago. No, pick up, pick up Tannehill for next week. If he's available, sure, I agree. Or Foles. Yeah. All right. You'll be fine. Lee, who do we like in this one? Yeah, um, I'll add one more stat to the Mount Everett. And um, the Bears have given up the fifth most points to tight ends. 
So I also feel pretty good about starting Everett. And um, my sit will be, I mean, if Montgomery, if he plays, and definitely other running backs if he doesn't, um, just because their offense has looked anemic, and they, they, like, they have the one good game against the horrible Lions defense. But this is the Rams defense. It's a completely different story. And, yeah, it's just not going to happen for anyone. Maybe I still think they'll, they'll feed Allen Robinson the ball as much as they can because he's a really good player. But there's just not going to be anything for those running backs. All right, I dig it. And I'm feeling it. Aaron Donald is going to probably behead Mitchell Trubisky during this game, by the way. <laughs> um, my start is going to be Taylor Gabriel. I. Ooh. It's funny. My friend, uh, JT, we're in a league, and he – I had a major bye week at injury issue yes uh, last week in one of the league that we're in, and he goes, man, it's it's a twelve team league and it's dual flex, so it's pretty skanky, right? And uh, he it's a standard league as well, so pretty much you need a touchdown, right? Right. So he's like, Zach, man, who should I pick up? And I took a look at waivers and I go, pick up Taylor Gabriel, he'll get a touchdown this week. Booyah! Look at that. Uh, I think we're on a stretch. It only happens in two or three game spurts, but I think that we're on a stretch where Taylor Gabriel will be fantasy relevant for like this next three games until people figure him out again, and then he goes away. So uh, there could be a worse flex start if you are looking for a person that might get more targets. Because Allen Robinson, it I think is going to get shut down and get the uh, get the get the corner treatment completely and get blanketed. So. I think that Gabriel might be the sneaky play on the passing side because I think the Rams are going to be able to handle him pretty easily. So I think they're going to be down. I don't love it, but that will be my start. I tried to get cute because, obviously, I tried to find somebody that most people aren't starting there. And then my sit is Gurley. And it's not for reasons that Chris mentioned earlier. I'm sitting Gurley because, damn it, McVeigh, are you an idiot, dude? Where's this genius guru of a man who had this... Gurley was averaging 6.1 yards a carry last week, and you didn't run him one time in the fourth quarter. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose every game and get fired doing that. Like, what the hell, man? Seriously. Load management? Yeah. You didn't run the ball one time with anyone in the fourth quarter. Get it together, dude. Come on, man. Go ahead and get fired and become the Cowboys. What is wrong with the guy? Seriously. (laughs) That's why I'm sitting Gurley. I think Gurley could actually have a decent game versus the Bears if they would just give him more than eight touches. Goodness. Rant over. Sorry. All right. Uh, We have the Kansas City Chiefs in L.A. This is not a home game. This is a Mexico game. It's a make-up. Well, no, that would have been against the Raiders. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, this should be a very fantasy-friendly game. So, let's kind of see where you guys are leaning. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Um, I have an interesting take here. So, no spoilers, though. I'll go last, as always. Lee, let's start with you. Who are we starting and who are we sitting in this one? Yeah, I think this is, um, I mean, you're starting again, but I do think this is like a Keenan Allen breakout week again. Okay. Just because he was so hot to start the season and then really fizzled out the last five, six weeks, or the five weeks, six weeks after that. And I think he's actually starting to pick it back up. So I think this is the game where he gets in the end zone and gets gets heavily targeted. So I, I'm gonna feel good, and I'm gonna feel good about him as a wide receiver one this week. And then um, my sit will be Miko Hardman, just because like every time I look at him, like I want to start him so bad, you know, just like he like takes the ball, like accelerates like like no one I've ever seen except for Tyree Kill, and then you know gets to the end zone, and that's awesome and that's great. But he basically alternates that with negative points or 
one point performances. So he's not a guy you can trust at this point unless like Tyreek were to get injured or something. Bro, what so was I it? Him. What was it last week? One one target, one catch for Six, sixty yards yeah. and a touchdown. Exactly. Like 60 exactly. Yards yeah, it's, that is that is like I'm in a fourteen man league and the only person on waivers is <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Then then you start McCall Hardman. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's the start. But yeah, no, that's good call, Lee. I like it. Matt, how, how we feeling on this game, my man? I'm gonna start Damian Williams. Reason being, he had 19 carries and five targets last week. Looks like it's him as the dude in Kansas City's backfield. So I want all of them. I'm gonna sit the fringe wide receivers like McCall Hardman, like Mike Williams, like Sammy Watkins. I think this is gonna be kind of Tyree Kill, Kelsey, and Keenan's. And Henry's kind of game. I don't think there's going to be kind of those random pop-up, whack-a-mole type wide receivers that are going to go nuts for you. So I would look elsewhere. Okay. Chris? Well, the whack-a-mole wide receiver that I think is going to go nuts is going to be McCall Hardman. I, 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 the, Ch- the Chargers don't have a great secondary, I think. I think you could probably throw a receiver out there, Robinson, any of those guys. I they mean, will try to shut down Hill for sure. Yes. So he will yeah. have an opportunity yeah, probably. I think, and uh, I think you just go with that. And my, my sit is Mike Williams. I think I think like Lee alluded to, Keenan Allen starting to play better. Mike Williams isn't going to get as much of the target share as he was getting. That's just kind of how it's been for those guys. Okay. All right. So I am disagree with all of you completely. Um, I'm going to start Mike Williams. My man's getting in the end zone on Monday night. It's going to be a thing. Uh, I just, he, the dude's got talent, and I I know what the Chiefs, I've seen enough Chief football to know that this is the kind of, this is the kind of receiver that can beat that secondary. Uh, I do think Keenan Allen's going to have a good day too, though. I, I'm not taking away from Keenan or Hunter Henry, but I think that uh, let's, let's take a touchdown away from Henry and give one to Mike Williams this week is the way I'm feeling. And my sit is I'm not going to buy the smoke and mirrors, man. I will, if they announce an hour before the game that Shady's inactive, then this sit's irrelevant. But I'm sitting Damian Williams. I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it for one second. I, st- I think Daryl Williams is the best running back on their damn team. And, uh, you know, my uh, preseason darling, Darwin Thompson, one day, one day he's going to prove me right. One day. I don't know when. But uh, I think Daryl Williams is actually the best running back on the team. And wouldn't that just be crazy if they made Damian Williams inactive on Sunday just for just for gigs, just to see what how everybody reacts? And they go with Daryl Williams and Shady. Yeah, not feeling it. Um, hopefully we know before, like Friday, they announce Shady's cut, and then, yes, Damian Williams is fine, and yes, I would start him. Why would they cut Shady Williams? Why would they make him inactive? I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. It's a, They said it was a scheduled maintenance uh, yeah. week. And maybe it's Maybelline. I don't buy it. There's something going on there. Either my man's about to get cut, or Damian Williams is about to be the biggest fantasy fool's gold this side of the Mississippi. So one of the two is about to happen, and I don't know which one it is. I'd rather say the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. What'd you say, Matt? I said Damian did it last year about this time, where he just came on and won you a league. I think he could do it again. He did. No, and he did. Derrick Henry, Jalen Samuels. Damian Williams. Those were three of the hugest league winners down the stretch last year, right? Watch him do it again. I, hey man, I'll eat Along crow. Brian Hill. I will. I will. I will eat crow if I'm wrong. But let I want to see if Shady's active or not. 
So that's why I'm saying it's a sit. I don't think it matters if he is or isn't. I think it's Damian Williams. I think you should just need to sit up there and eat your cheese. Well, I think Dr. I will happily while I watch Damian Williams ball out. I think that Dr. Robotnik, the coach of the of the uh, the coach of the Chiefs, was once cut off by a man wearing a fantasy football outfit. And he finds it very necessary to mess with owners of running backs with fantasy football. And Dr. Robotnik's real-world friend so, is the real-world lookalike Peter Griffin. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's the issue. So, let's go. But that that's my thought there. Once again, it's not a sit for me if Shady McCoy... And hey, man, if Shady McCoy's active and Damian Williams balls out, I will eat crow completely because I was a Damian owner in two leagues last year and he got me into the championship. So, I'm not, not a hater, but I'm just saying... I want to see it. That's it. Feels like you're hate. Well, I'm hating on you. <laughs> so take that. So that is week 11 in the books. We're happy to get the team back together. I'm hoping we can all manage to be together for the last few episodes leading you into the playoffs and for the playoffs. But we will continue to give out all the content possible. Um, as stated earlier, uh, just thanks for listening. Uh, we try to be funny and uh, entertaining. And most importantly, give you the best advice possible so that you can win the week uh, from different perspectives. You know, we play fantasy. We love it. And uh, it's, you know, we're not afraid to say what's on our mind about players being good or bad. And uh, we're willing to own up to it if we're wrong, especially 100%. Just like all these men in this room are wrong about Jordan Howard this year. Bazinga! But uh, also, um, uh, also, uh, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. And uh, also, just uh, exciting times. Uh, you know, we're ending. You know, season one's coming down to a to a, a lull for us. This is almost one season in the books for us guys, and I'm excited to see the growth. I know that uh, I'm gonna invest in some money to get us a better rig for our recordings and things, so uh, sound quality be better. And there's just a lot of exciting times on the horizon. So for our listeners that are sticking around and, and love what we got, it's just gonna get better. And for everybody else who's not listening yet. Well, you're not listening, so I guess I have nothing to say to you. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is Zach signing off for the Lineup Locked crew this week, a Creator Rank podcast. Win the week. Week 11, let's go. Y'all have a good day. We are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.